is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Simmons gets it into Kyrie. Drives. Step back. Three for the win. Got it. Kyrie Irving defeats the Raptors at the buzzer. When he was a rookie, he did the same thing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Nets celebrate in front of the Raptor bench as Kyrie Irving delivers the winning triple. That's Jonesy with the final call, and well said. 119-116, the final Kyrie Irving with a buzzer beater three. Jim Taddy, Dave Festchuk, and Javon Shepard with you. Javon, the last four minutes of that game were as entertaining as you're going to get. Uh, you know, you got a buzzer beater from a premier player. I mean, what else can you do? They, they tried everything. They, they did, right? And you have to give this team effort for, you know, the type of game that they came out here and played outside of that third quarter. I thought they strung together, you know, a really intense game, a really – you know, concentrated game um, and a collective effort. But, it, you know, it's not that games don't come down to those those last-second shots, right? You look at the third quarter, they're outscored 36-22, and, and that was the difference, right? And it's funny because Kyrie's the one that came out in the second half and set the tone for this Brooklyn team. And Kyrie is the one that comes and closes the game, you know, with this big-time shot here. And I thought he did, a, he did a tremendous job of, one, you know, just creating that space, staying patient, staying poised, and having that concentration to make that shot, right? And then I mentioned it during the broadcast that he's so good at getting to his spots and just getting up into his shot quick, right? Gets on, gets balanced, squares up, gets off the floor, you know, squared, and, and, and so fast and gets up and elevates into his shot so quick. So this was, this was a tough one because Fred did a tremendous job of defending it, right? Inbounds the ball, gets the ball inbounded, and he turns over, you know, his, his left shoulder, getting right hand, you know, getting to his right hand, getting downhill, and stops on the dime and creates that space up into the shot. And when he gets that space, it's curtains because he has all the time of day, you know, to knock it down. No doubt about it, Javon. I mean, hey, great players make great plays, and Kyrie Irving did that to the Raptors at the buzzer, no doubt about it. You know, I look at this game, guys, and and there's a ton of positives for the Raptors, you know, considering you're in the midst of a four-game losing streak. The fact that Scotty Barnes came to play tonight, in a season which has been a bit of a sophomore struggle, I think was a huge positive. Him attacking, you know, into the lane in big moments you know, down the stretch there, I thought was a, a really good sign. The fact that they made a few three-pointers in the first half, albeit not in the second half when they only made one, but to ring up eight three-pointers in the first half was a good sign. But the bad sign, guys, and Nick Nurse talked about it, off the, you know, in the pregame availability, and I'm sure he'll talk about it in the postgame, you got to defend better. You can't allow a team to shoot 60% from the field, which is exactly what the Nets shot tonight. They shot 69% from the field in that pivotal third quarter, Jim. And, and it's just tough to win when you're trading buckets with the team. You're just not defending with the intensity that needs to be you know, brought out there if you're going to win games. Absolutely. And I think to that point there is that when you're, when you're not, like you mentioned, a you know, a Brooklyn team that, that shot 60% from the floor. Now, when a team is shooting that well, it puts so much more pressure on your on your offense, right, because you have to produce at that clip and or more. Um, but it, it's, it, it's so tough, right, because like you mentioned, there's a lot of positives to take away from this game, and Scotty's one of those bright spots. This is this is the second game where he's, you know, like you mentioned, it's this sophomore struggle, quote-unquote sophomore struggle that we've seen from him. Um, he, he's starting to break out of his shell. And early on in this game, I thought he was getting to the rack and just the timing, he wasn't able to finish. But 
you look at how he ended this game, right? He you put the ball in his hands. They trusted him, and he, he produced. And not only did he score the ball, but the fact that he was, for me, you know, what shows a level of engagement and activity and aggression is the fact that he went to the free throw line 11 times tonight, right? And that yeah. is somebody that's dominating, somebody that's reading the game and understanding where his matchups are and taking advantage of them. And the, the unfortunate thing is in a game like this that's, that's so close and played so well is that there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser, right? Unfortunately, yep. the Raptors come up on, you know, the losing end tonight. But outside of, let's just say, a, a seven- to eight-minute stretch, despite Brooklyn shooting 60% from the floor, right, this was, this was a winnable game, more than a winnable game. And I think it was just that stretch there. And, and like you mentioned, you know, if you're not getting stops, like I was mentioning, if you're not getting those stops, then it puts that much more pressure on your offense. And that, that seven- to eight-minute stretch there is what really lost this game. Yeah, there's tremendous heart, tremendous resiliency, uh, and you've got a four-game losing skid, but I want to divide that in half. The two games in Orlando are much different than the two home losses here against the Kings and, and the Nets. In fact, I think the Nets, uh, the loss to the Nets tonight is is the Kings' performance plus. Now, now Javon, your courtside, uh, they got under KD's skin. What were you hearing down there? Well, I think the fact that you were frustrating KD, you've seen him pick up a technical, you've seen him, you know, the, the foul against um who was Hernan Gomez, yeah. they, were, they were all frustration plays, right? And I thought they did a great job of just really getting up into KD, KD early. And you just you still have to credit him for being the player that he is, right? At his yeah. size, 6'10", 7-foot wingspan, when he gets to his spots on the court, it's really hard to stop him. 28 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, um, you know, and 6 for 6 from the, from the free throw line. But it wasn't easy, right? And that's all you can ask. He's a 30-point scorer in this league, and, you know, he's probably – playing his best basketball outside of, you know, maybe his fourth year in the league. So nobody, you're not going to come into this game and stop Kevin Durant, right? But what you can do is contain him, frustrate him. And I thought the Raptors did a good job of that tonight. Unfortunately, again, you come up with a loss. But there's a lot of positives to take from this. And a lot of, you know, for me, just having those guys on the court today, what I seen was five guys on the court that were playing hard collectively. And that's important because if you look at the last stretch of games, especially those Orlando games, which I think we're going to harp on for the for the rest of the season because they hurt, is that you had guys that were out of rhythm. One or two guys were playing hard here. One or two guys were playing hard there. And everybody seemed to be on different pages. Now, you're looking at this game today, and you could just see there was a collective, there was a concerted effort by this group to fight together, to defend together outside of those, you know, two, three, four-minute lapses. Yeah, no doubt about it, uh, Javon. That, you know, Nick Nurse had talked about that, about how you got to bring that defensive effort to know if the schemes are working even. If you're not playing hard, you can't really tell if, if the strategy is, is right or not. No doubt about that. That was great. But, you know, the thing to me is it's, again, you know, it's Kyrie Irving doing it to them. And the point of attack penetration has been tough for them to contain, right? Kyrie Irving was came into this game in the first three Brooklyn wins over the Raptors in the season series, averaging something around 29 points. Tonight he gets 32, uh, 15 in the fourth quarter, and, of course, the dagger three at the buzzer that wins it. And I think, you know, if they can't contain that penetration from lead guards in this league, it's, it's very tough. It's very tough to win games. We saw it with the Aaron Fox We've seen it with so many players, and, and teams are just getting into the paint too easily against the Raptors. I know this is a, you know, it's it's like a broken record because Nick Nurse keeps talking about it, and they just don't have a solution for it. And I think until they find one, 
and I'm not sure where and how they're going to get that solution, uh, this is going to be a tough slog. It, it is, right, and I think one thing we, we overestimate, or sorry, we underestimate is the fact that this is the NBA. This is a really good league. Yeah, these, are, these are the elite of the elites, and if we're talking about a guy like Kyrie tonight and, and KD, we're talking about two guys that are, are top three players at their position, right? So it's, it is a heavy load defensively to really contain both of those guys, and you credit them, one, but two, you know, from the defensive aspect in where Toronto would need to get better or essentially needs to get better. It doesn't matter what the coaches throw out you know, from a schematic standpoint. It's you just got to guard your yard, right? And it's, it's simple as that. And, it's, you know, similar to, you know, the shot making, right? At some point, guys, just you've got to just make shots, right? You can drop any play, but if you're unable to knock it down, then you just got to get in the lab and continue pressing that and continue working at it. And that's all you can ask. And the defensive end, right, it, it, it's effort. It's individual effort. And I don't think it's a lack thereof. Um, you just continue to get better, and you continue to learn each other and con- learn the concepts, right? And I think tonight has also been the, the 16th uh, different starting lineup that this group has had. So these guys are also learning each other and learning the different lineups on the fly, which sometimes we don't, we don't give enough credit to. Um, we don't acknowledge enough. And it gets tough when you're out there, and you have these elite guards and these elite guys in this league that come in night in, night out, and they're they're – they're hired to score the ball. They're hired to play at an elite level. It's, it's no different than when, you know, teams are scouting and, and game planning for, for the Scotties, the Pascals. You know, when Fred is playing the way he's played over the last two games, it's, it, this is a tough league. Javon, uh, winning streaks end when teams get sloppy towards the end, and, and they start when there's a, a team that has lost a couple of games but look pretty good. There's enough positives here. Do you think this, this can push forward? Yeah, absolutely, right? And I think... You know, you'd hate to take moral victories, and I'm, I'm sure everybody in that in that locker room right now they don't they don't want to hear that, right? Because you've given a couple of games away that you should have won, and that puts more pressure when you when you lose winnable games, and we're you know referencing those the Orlando games, and maybe even the Sacramento game. When you lose those games that are winnable games, it puts so much more pressure on the games that are similar to this, like Brooklyn, or you know you're playing the top teams in the league because you've given those ones up. So. I think, you know, are there a lot of positives? Yeah. You know, does anybody in that locker room want to hear that right now? Probably not because these guys are, are designed and wired to win. They're wired to compete. And I think that's the, the obviously the frustrating part for them, for the coaching staff and so forth, is that you know that you're so close, but at the end of the day, right, it, 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 you're evaluated on wins and losses. So going forward, right, you can't dwell on that. You've got a, you've got a tough schedule ahead of you, right? You have Golden State on Sunday and, and – Fortunately, you know, Steph Curry may not be in the lineup. Obviously, he has a shoulder injury, so you get a little break there, right? That could be another game where you take some of these positives and you roll over into that game. And then you have a game against Philly uh, on Monday, a back-to-back where you travel out there, right? So the schedule doesn't get any easier, and you've got to find ways to. It's an 82-game season. The games come at you fast. What's next, right? You can't dwell on tonight. Yeah, you can't dwell on tonight. And, and look, I mean, if you want to look on the bright side, and I think you have to if you're the Raptors in some ways, as much as you're not searching for moral victories, you're just searching for some positivity right. and some reason to feel good about yourself. You know, hey, the Magic beat the, the Boston Celtics in Boston tonight. They won five in a row. So they beat the Clippers before they beat the Raptors. So, you know, as much as they were the worst team in the NBA by record when the Raptors arrived in Orlando, they're no longer that, and they look a lot better than that. Um, and, and tonight, look, I mean, outside of that stretch where, you know, they go from being up 18 uh, to down in a 44-22 run 
that Brooklyn, you know, reeled off in about 13 minutes there, essentially most of the third quarter and a little bit of the uh, where they blew, you know, blew away an eight-point cushion uh, at the end of the at the end of the first half. Outside of that, it's it's a really good game they put together tonight. I mean, to see Fred Van Vliet, uh, you know, making shots from distance, four from nine from three-point range, 39 points. That's a great sign because there have been concerns about his shooting, and, there's, there, and rightfully so because he's way down on his career average. Uh, but that's a good sign to see Barnes being so aggressive, to see, to see Malachi Flynn come in and make some impact, attacking with some aggression uh, on a couple of occasions. And, and, you know, he makes a couple of three-pointers, which doesn't hurt, obviously, on a team searching for anybody that can make a three. All good stuff. Juancho Hernan Gomez, I thought, was, was good at times today to, uh, for sure for the Raptors so th- you know there were some positives there and I think you can build on those uh, you know it doesn't seem as dire suddenly when hey a, a good player or maybe a great player in Kyrie Irving you know daggered you in a big moment but you know you can I think you can take some of the stuff that you you did tonight uh, and, and and build on it yeah you, you don't leave you definitely don't leave this game with the wind sucked out of you right you know that it was a hard-fought game and then you credit your you credit the group of guys for how well they came out there and, and fought so it's a it's a tough league right and and it's you got to keep rolling what's next you know how what do we take from this and like you mentioned a, a lot of good spots where and i thought i, I like the, the two guard front with malachi with fred um i like the the fact that you know fred and scotty have been aggressive the last two games and like you said it's just all it's just the, the timing of this team right we've, we've seen that they've had success um because it's it, it's a group effort, right? A concerted group effort, and now you're seeing Scotty start to play well. You're seeing Fred start to play well and shoot, you know, shoot the ball well and attack the basket well. It's getting all those guys on the same page at the same time and playing well together. Because it's been over the last two, three years, we've seen that this team has had success by committee. Now it's getting back to that. Javon, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. 119-116 on a uh, three-point buzzer beater by Kyrie Irving. The Nets win over the Raptors tonight. This is Raptors Game Night live from Scotiabank Arena on TSN 1050. Raptors Game Night live from Scotiabank Arena, 119-116. The Nets over the Raptors. The Raptors losing skid is now four straight, although the last two were by an eyelash, really. Uh, you know, lost in the shuffle here. Utah Watanabe, 21 minutes, 17 points in a key three at the very end. Yeah, and of course, a lot of talk about uh, before the game about Utah Watanabe's, uh, you know, roots here in the Toronto organization, yeah. and Nick Nurse joking about how his great player development that they've built this guy into a guy who right now is leading the NBA in three-point accuracy uh, at about fifty-two something percent. Uh, obviously, shot a lot of three balls yep. in the Raptors practice facility on Lakeshore Avenue until uh, the Raptors decided they were moving away from Utah Watanabe this offseason, and he, he landed in Brooklyn and has found a home and found some comfort there and, and made made some big shots tonight for the uh, opponent, unfortunately, for the Raptors. Yeah, three or four from the outside. Uh, the stunning stat is the Raptors were sitting with eight threes at the half and wound up with nine, so they were one for eight yeah. in the entire second half, which is a little hard to fathom, isn't it? It is hard to fathom. There were some ugly misses there, too, in the second half. It, it, it was kind of strange because it looked as though, you know, they'd, They'd found a, a beating heart of their three-point shot in the yeah. first first half, and suddenly it was uh, flatlining again when it mattered down the stretch. And and that's a shame because, you know, this is this is an ongoing issue. They got to get this ironed out. And I guess the fact that look, you came into this game 
in your two previous performances with a grand total of six three-pointers in each of those games, which was a season low, uh, tied for a season low in both those games. So to get eight in the first half was a great sign, but you got to keep it going. And, and I don't think the confidence is quite yet back to where it should be for their three-point shooters, uh, although it was good to see Malachi Flynn coming in and making a couple. Yeah. Because they, they need somebody to help, right? Well, it, it can't all be on Fred Van Vliet to, to resurrect his three-point shot, uh, which, of course, he, he was three for eight tonight, which is a good sign, but it can't be a one-man show from three-point range. Well, look, it was on uh, the starters. I mean, Hernan Gomez played 41 minutes tonight. Pascal played 37. Scotty Barnes played 40. And Freddie played 43. Yeah. Uh, the notable contribution off the bench. And I'm not, you know, putting Boucher and, and Young into a category where they didn't contribute because they did. But Flynn played 28 minutes and uh, turned in 13 points. Uh, you know, I think they needed a little more help that way. But, you know, that's you know, as, as we're talking about that and, and the lack of threes, uh, it coincides with the emergence, which you knew would happen, of KD and, and, and uh, Irving in the, in the second half. I mean, that, that's inevitable, isn't it? It was inevitable. I mean, and they just didn't defend it well enough. It, it, look, it's a tall, tall task, right? You're not, sure. And especially when Pascal Siakam – Got himself into some foul trouble there. Picked up his fourth foul. Uh, you know, he had his third fairly early as well. So they had to take him off of uh, KD, obviously. Right. And then, then, then Scotty got all the fouls. And then Scotty got the fouls, <laughs> exactly. So that's the craftiness and, and the veteran uh, great skill level of, of, of Kevin Durant and the respect officials give him. But, you know, to me, like, you know, we, we certainly were railing against the officials at times tonight. Uh, I know Jonesy and Javon had their run at them, but oh, there was some wacky stuff. There when, was some when, yeah. Hern, when Hernan Gomez got floored. I mean, that was blatant. That was a blatant you uh, could, you could drop shoulder. You could see it as it was developing. He he fought through uh, a screen and, and and got through got through the, the you know followed him through it. And Durant didn't like that and just dropped him. He did, and and a lot less gets called for flagrants in this league. We do know that, and I think Jonesy was dead right to that. The referee should have at least taken a look at that on the uh, on the replay. Of course, they did not, and and it, and it just went as a common foul. But look, I mean, you know, the, this was a, this was a case of you know getting beat by better by better players, right? You know, the, the best players beat you tonight by and, the slimmest of by margins. the slimmest of margins. Yeah. And 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 you put in a great effort, but you you know it all comes back to they shot seventy percent in the fourth quarter. The, the Brooklyn Nets did. It was there was just too much bucket trading, you know, for the for the Raptors to win this game, you know. Many times. I mean, you're not going to win it every time when you got to trade buckets like that, and they just didn't get enough stops. You know, down to the last, down to the last Brooklyn possession when Kyrie Irving stopped on a dime and delivered the winning shot. Well, I mean, that sums it up. You know, they had the eight point team, eighteen point lead in the second quarter. It got down to ten, and that that run at the start of the third quarter was devastating. They did even it all up, but. You know, it's it's a buzzer beater that that decides it, and there's got to be a lot of pain there. But they're oh so close. They are close, and I, I, look, that was, you know, it's like Javon said, you don't you don't go away from this one as much as the Irving, you know, game winner is a gut punch. You don't go away from this one if you're a Raptors fan, or I think if you're Raptors coach Nick Nurse, you don't feel deflated completely because I no. do think frustrated. I, maybe you feel frustrated. But you also got to tip your hat to Kyrie Irving for making a tough shot. I mean, and a shot he didn't mean to make even because he only needed – he didn't need three. But you can at least build off this. 119-116, the final score. Back to wrap it up after this. This is Raptors game night on TSN 1050. 
Well, they lose by the slowest of margins. A buzzer beater from Kyrie Irving. And 119-116 is the final score. Uh, we'll pick up our Raptors coverage on Monday night when the Raptors are in Philadelphia. And we start at 7 on TSN 1050. In the meantime, the Leafs is where we go next. And that will be 6 o'clock tomorrow as they uh, continue their road trip in Washington against the Capitals and Ovi. And it might be a big night for Ovi or it might not be. Join us at 6 o'clock on TSN 1050. In this game... Freddie answered the bell, 43 minutes, 14 to 24, shooting 4 of 9 from the outside. He had 39 points. And let's consider Scotty Barnes, 40 minutes, 8 of 18, and he had 26 points. Then a pretty good night for Siakam as well, 17 points as well. But in the end, it was not enough. Thanks for joining us on Raptors Game Night live from Scotiabank Arena on TSN 1050.